millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello there. This is the Beluga Tunes podcast. Andy here. Thank you so much for listening or of for choosing to to listen to this week's episode that's that's what it is isn't it <laughs> you made that decision good for you <laughs> right uh what do i talk about this week i give my thoughts on the film pippi on the run uh way back in, in 1970 that film was yeah um there's a six minute shout out obviously not going to tell you what that is uh, I talked about a, a, an interesting episode of the Nostalgia Critic, which uh, turned up this week. It, I, I feel like that's definitely worth checking out. That isn't the six-minute shout-out. It's it, it's another thing. I, I figured I, I couldn't make that next week's six-minute shout-out because it would kind of be a bit outdated. I don't know. <laughs> and it, it seems like a bit of a small thing, so yeah, I, I just... I did that for my 10-minute segment. I also talked a bit about a new website that I might be using to distribute my comic books, but I don't know. I haven't made up my mind. Uh, so we'll get on to Podflix, the movie segment. This is where, where it always begins, every week on this podcast. I give my thoughts on a randomly selected film. Each time that, you know, each week, it's, it's, it's a new selection. I have no idea until until I get that information. You know, I just have to watch it a week ahead. So but yeah, every week I surprise myself with <laughs> a new title. So here are my thoughts on Pippi on the Run. And after that, you shall hear me reveal what the next film is going to be. swear word. You want to hear it? Mm-hmm. I'll whisper it to the little kids who don't hear it, okay? Okay. I can't hear it. You're tickling me. Say it again. That's not awful. I know an awful one. Hmm? Uh, that's not awful either, Charlie. I got one. Oh, you have one too, Ollie? Whose word is the worst? Annika's was the worst swear word of all. What did she say? I won't pollute the air in here where we're staying, repeating it. But I'll yell it out the window. Shut your damn cotton-picking mouth! Fed up with their strict parents, Tommy and Annika run away from home with their friend Pippi Longstocking to look after them in the long trek. Yeah, you know what? While I was watching this, it happened again. I actually realised 
I had seen this before. I think it's actually quite an interesting little story about um, my childhood because, yeah, uh, I I don't know if I actually had any... I'd never quite settled on kind of specific TV shows and films when I was younger because there were a lot of random stuff. I mean, we we just, we had channels one through five, um, which, you know, I'm thankful enough for, you know, (laughs) my, my dad was around when the, the, there was only one channel they had to make do with. So in, in in a sense, I was, I was kind of lucky. Um, and I think it was channel four There's something about that that was quite curious because I seem to recall that it was like every Saturday they would show Sesame Street and then just show something really random. Uh, At least that's my memory of it. I might be it might might be it might be a little bit distorted, but yeah. uh, So I'm, I'm pretty sure it was one weekend, and I was just. It was, it was just, you know, after flicking through channels, I came across this very strange film. I didn't, I didn't, uh, I was not aware of Pippi Longstocking before, <laughs> yeah, um, for this, uh, this moment. And, yeah, uh, I, I think I, I, I kind of came in at, um, about half an hour into it. And I can't remember exactly what I thought. I, I seem to... I think at the time, I I, I found most of it. You know, on one hand, I I I found the characters a little bit annoying for some reason. Uh, but I kept watching. I, I think I I I do remember watching it right to the very end, because you know, this I must say the scenes are definitely very memorable because I just saw it that one time. I didn't, I didn't see the whole thing, but I definitely remember all of those scenes. It was, it was kind of nostalgic in a way, seeing it again. Uh, and and I think it, it's funny because watching it as an adult, like if you remember when I talked about Mary Poppins, about that how that's a film that I, I just, I love it more and more each time I watch it. Because I think I, I do have a love for family films and I just feel like there are certain films that I, I can actually just you know I, I can quite happily watch them even you know even though I'm 30 years old and I don't have children of my own or anything um and you know I wouldn't say this about all family films uh, not everything I saw as a child has held up in my opinion but Somehow seeing it again, like this is only the second time I've I've seen Pippi on the Run, but it 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 was strange in a cute sort of way, you know. The, yeah, and and I think I I enjoyed um, the kind of dialogue between the characters a lot more now. I actually noticed as, as some parts that um. In, in a way, it's kind of refreshing because I've seen so many family films and TV shows where you have children just not being like actual children, not not behaving. Because yeah, and even though this is kind of fairy tale fantasy, not not, not in any way set in the real world, uh, Pippi and her friends 
to behave kind of like regular children. Uh, the, the, these are the kind of things that you, you expect children to to want to do. They you know, go on little adventures and uh, play games with each other, and and uh, yeah, it, it was. Uh, it's a funny kind of mix because they they try to make it kind of enchanting and at the same time um there 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 is a certain realistic quality to these to the characters so i do, i definitely found that that was actually more interesting to watch now because and and i would say the actors were surprisingly good like the the child actors <laughs> they 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 actually did a better job than a lot of adults I've I've seen in films, um, and yeah, I uh, I also didn't realize until one specific part near the beginning that the the uh, the, the Pippi movies are um, Swedish. I actually had no idea. Uh, it, that that definitely. It made a lot more sense. There's one part where, because I'm pretty sure it's an English dub. This is, this is um, specifically the English dub version, I think. And if that's the case, I have to say they did an excellent job on dubbing. It's it's very subtle. You don't you don't get put off at all. I think they actually did pretty good. You know, it can't be easy to match match it up. And the reason that I've I'm I'm pretty sure that it, that it, it was a, a, a dub track. Um, there's this uh, storybook which appears very early in the film, and it has a Swedish title. And at one point, um, Tommy refers to it as that Swedish book <laughs> because they they sort of make, trying to make sense of the fact that it has a Swedish title. So yeah. Um, I I don't know whether it was redubbed for for English viewing or anything, but if so, they definitely did really well with that. Because <laughs> I, I I know very little about uh, foreign films, or should I say, non-English speaking films. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to act like I do. I've gone on way too long for this one. Uh, <laughs> would I watch it again? Yes. Why not? I mean, it won't be the first time that a, a film for, for children has, uh, you know, brought a smile to my face. It, as I say, it's kind of like Mary Poppins. If, if I could enjoy Mary Poppins, just as you know, uh, yeah. Uh, Films are just put on, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I I thought it was it, it was nice, <laughs> and the time has come for me to say, tell me, internet, what film will I be talking about in next week's next next week's episode of the Beluga Tunes podcast? Autumn Sonata, nineteen seventy eight. You pressed you. Referring to me, that is incorrect. The correct answer is you. It is time for the six-minute shout-out. So, let's spin that internet wheel. 
Funny, I always say, let us spin the internet wheel. Um, there's only me here, <clears throat> so I'm the only one who can actually do that. But it doesn't matter. It's uh, it's landing on something. What's it going to be this week? It's going to be the tick. Yeah, the um, the new uh, Amazon TV series. Actually, because on IMDb it it has it down as a TV movie, but I'm guessing that's because the, uh, there's there's also a trailer on IMDb for the uh, Amazon. Prime pilot season. So there's this, and there's a few other other shows that are, are going to be launching. Um, so I think this is the pilot episode for what might be, a, 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 what seems very likely to be an ongoing series. It's um, yeah, it stars Peter Serafinovich as uh, as the Tick. Uh, you know what, actually. If I'm being totally honest, I didn't actually watch the animated series or read the original comics. But um, while I was at university, I, I did watch all of the episodes of the Patrick Warburton live-action series, which I absolutely loved. Um, I thought that was really funny. Uh, one thing I noticed is that um, they, they've made a lot of changes to like the designs... I mean, because obviously the cartoon is is done very much in that kind of, I suppose I'm guessing that's the style of the comic book, um, and yeah, um, I think uh, I I I don't know what what fans of of, of the animated series thought of Patrick Warburton because he played the part very well. Um, his costume was rather different. It was kind of uh, a much darker blue, and and it had a complete open face. Whereas with the new one, Peter Serafinovich uh, wears an outfit that's that seems to be a little bit more modelled on the original. Uh, he has his the, has a sort of built-in mask, and and it's a it, it it's a lighter shade of blue, a bit a bit closer to the original, I think, because yeah, uh, I'm aware of what what the character in the animated show looked like even though I, I, I didn't really watch the, that one uh, yeah uh, so I'm hoping this one is as good as the Patrick Warburton one I remember because there was a rumour that Patrick Warburton was going to reprise the role his, his role uh, um, and yeah I got excited I, th I thought they were going to bring it back and have an, uh, another series that just like the 2001 series. Uh, and so, yeah, I was a bit, a bit disappointed when I found out he wasn't going to, to be playing that, that playing it again. Because he is attached to this. Isn't he like a producer or a director on this? Did you know? Patrick Warburton is one of the producers. He played the title character in The Tick 2001. And it, and the funny thing is, because I've seen Peter Serafinovich in, in a lot of British TV shows and films. I remember the the first thing I saw him in was that episode of I'm Alan Partridge. It's, it's the second series. That there's an episode where he he, he plays um, a, an English character who's very into American things. It's, it's almost foreshadowing of where his career was going. 
But I later on found out that he he's done a lot of voiceover work. He was the voice of Darth Maul in The Phantom Menace. Um, I, I, um, I also thought he was brilliant in um, Killing Bono. But yeah, so, so most of the time he would play British characters. And, and also, I just generally thought, you know, Patrick Warburton somehow seemed closer to what the tick as a character was meant to be. And I, I was sceptical about Peter Serafinovich. But I forgot that uh, he's Peter Serafinovich. He can do pretty much anything. He can, he can be anyone. He's a real chameleon actor. Uh, and and it, he's quite familiar with doing uh, American accents and other you know, lots of different voices. Because like, I... I've seen the trailer and and some of the preview stuff, and he sounds, you know, he because he, he he can make his voice very similar to that of Patrick Warburton, and I yeah you know, I am comparing it a lot to that one because it, again it's, it it's the second time this has been done in live action, and yeah you know, I feel like yeah. Uh, it's funny that I'm talking about this as it's something that I. I, yeah, I don't know a lot about in terms of the original, but then again, I, as as I say, I did get very excited uh, when I heard that it was it was gonna there was gonna be another live action series, and yeah, it looks it looks very funny. This is why I'm, I'm giving it this shout out. <laughs> so yeah, um, that's it. That's uh, the the new tick, the pilot episode of of. Uh, with Peter Serafinowicz. I have fallen, and I choose not to get up. Hi, we're here on the street asking people about the fump. Excuse me, sir, do you know what the fump is? The what? The fump, F-U-M-P. Oh, I don't know, uh, but it doesn't sound appetizing. I don't want any. Isn't that the sound a groundhog makes when you run over it with your car? Uh, no. Can you tell me what the fump is? Is it the enemy in the next Spider-Man movie? I don't think so. A clean-burning car that runs on pancakes? What? Isn't that the stuff the nutty professor invented? No, that's flubber. The Fump. What is the Fump? Ooh, it's a dog. I think it's half Great Dane, half Chihuahua. Is that even possible? Sounds like something you get from a cheap hooker. Oh, come on, no. Doesn't anyone around here know what the Fump is? I do, but I'm a paid announcer with a script in front of me that explains it. Fine, fine. Go do your thing. The Fump is the Funny Music Project. It's a website where comedy musicians post funny songs and parodies. New songs are uploaded every Tuesday and Friday. The songs are available for free download from thefump.com or automatically via our podcast feed. The Fump features some of the biggest names in comedy music from the Dr. Demento Show, including the great Luke Ski, Robert London Spav, Devo Spice, Worm Quartet, Rob Balder, Possible Oscar, Tom Smith, Raymond and Scum, Power Salad, Bob Ricci, Carla Ulbricht, Steve Goody, Paul and Storm, and Jonathan Colton. High-quality downloads and compilation CDs are also available. Find us at www.thefump.com or look us up on iTunes. And for behind-the-scenes discussions on the songs posted to The Fump, listen to the Funny Music Podcast. Thank you. See, people, was that so hard? So it is something you get from a cheap hooker. Look, the one I was with last Friday sold me a copy of the Volume 10 compilation CD. Ugh, I quit. I'm going home. The Fump.
It's not something you get from a cheap hooker. You sh- Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Julie. Okay, so now I'm, I'm going to be... Uh... Giving my latest update on password security, basically, all I have to say is I updated some passwords this week. <laughs> I think I'm probably getting to the end of that now. I, I, um, I just need to make sure that I, I keep remembering to do that. I, I think, I, I, yeah, I, you know, I've, I've actually set up, I've set up a, a reminder for the, the kind of things that I, I have to do on Monday. Is that there are just there are a couple of things that I'm trying to make sure that I do every week and keep keep on track of that. So yeah, that, that's that's the boring stuff out of the way. Uh, now I'm going to be talking about the Nostalgia Critic, because uh, this morning I, I, I saw the latest Nostalgia Critic editorial. The editorials are really good. I, I definitely recommend these. In fact, this is kind of, it's like a six-minute shout-out, except I just thought, you know, um, it's relevant now as I'm recording this, um, but by the time the next episode comes out, you know, the, there would have been another review, and because um, Doug puts puts out these videos once a week, um, so every other week he does the editorials, and they they can be really interesting. And this was a good one. It, it was it was called um, "Is Weird the New Brilliant?" Because there are a lot of really popular shows that come out over the past few years that um, are very strange uh, and kind of, at first glance, you would think they were, they, were, they were kind of stupid or juvenile. But then you actually, when you actually get into the, the program, first of all, the, the, uh, the characters are enjoyable to an extent where they, you, know, you just... Um, you find yourself getting invested in all of that, and, and and then you start to realise it's it's kind of more deep, and and the yeah the um, prime example he seems to give is BoJack Horseman. He talks about how it's like his new favourite cartoon because th- this video is is generally about cartoons that that do this that have this this kind of weird take on storytelling. Um, so yeah, uh, and, and and it was very interesting, especially because normally I I get to see what um, what cartoons Doug has been checking out because he, he'll do like he'll do vlogs, he did vlogs for 
Last Airbender, Adventure Time, Gravity Falls, and Steven Universe, and things like that. Uh, and I, I recently s- saw him uh, on on his Facebook. He mentioned that he'd also been watching Rick and Morty. Um, and he's done Over the Garden Wall and things like that as well. Yeah, so he he seems to be a big fan of uh, of the these new cartoons and yeah i um i I hadn't actually heard him give his opinion on bojack horseman until i watched this video and he does he describes it very well because it is another one of those things you you take one look at it and you think how can this be anything like I, i suppose when i looked at it i could imagine it being funny but i wasn't prepared for <clears throat> the emotional stuff um you would never expect well m- most people would never really expect to find very deep very emotional themes and yeah that that sort of you know, that, that that kind of kind of heart to it because i i did also i watched the entire series of um the time the first season of uh, F is for family because I, I saw the voice cast of that and I thought okay that, that should be worth checking out and it's not bad but in a way because I, I just finished watching Bojack Horseman and I feel like that show it, it managed to to, um, to 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 do the kind of heartfelt stuff a bit better. So yeah, it, was, it seemed like a tough act to follow, in my opinion. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know if, if Bojack is my absolute favourite, because there's something about Rick and Morty. I I feel like that is still my favourite cartoon right now. And um, I, I don't know when the third series starts. Has it started yet? I don't know. I've no idea. Um, the thing is, because... <laughs> They, they did say at the end of season two that they're going to go on a big hiatus. So, yeah. Uh, from from then on, I was like, well, maybe just let go of it for the time being because I'll I'll know when it when it returns. But now I'm just thinking, hmm, I'm not really... I'm not really looking out for it. Uh, so I, I don't really have any way of uh, knowing exactly. But never mind. Um... I probably don't have to go on for quite as long in in this segment because I think I I did roughly eight minutes on Monday. Sorry, I'm just putting together how I'm, how I'm gonna time all of this so that it's uh, yeah. Um, Tuesday was just over six minutes. <laughs> so yeah, I I, I suppose uh, yeah. Well. That that was just an extra two minutes, so I'll just I'll just keep going for a bit. Um, I don't know if there's much else of, of my own work that I can talk about. I I think I've just generally been finding that, uh, yeah, everything's fine as long as I tr- kind of stick to my plans as best as I can. But at the same time, I'm finding I I do need to bend the rules a bit. I I can't get too obsessed. Uh, 
I I, I need the I need the creative freedom because at the end of the day, everything I'm doing it's 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 not um, I'm you know, not not hanging my entire career on it. <laughs> um, I found a good website. Well, I guess this is this is something that I might start doing because from the looks of it, it, you know, it, it could be really helpful for me. Uh, Lulu.com, uh, which which is very much like MagCloud and Blurb. Those were the platforms I was using to sell physical copies of my comic. Um, Blurb, I I kind of detached myself from over time because. The thing about that one is you have to uh, you have to have to buy a copy of the book in order to be be able to to sell copies online. Um, with MacLeod, you don't have to do that. I don't know if that's the case with Lulu. I hope not. It, it looks like it has some really good tools. It seems like most of the people who use it are publishing their own works. You know, the, well when I, when I I mean specifically people who are writing books with illustrations and um, comic book artists. A lot of a lot of them seem to be using it because it, it it's not exclusively a magazine thing. Well, Mag MagCloud I suppose isn't exclusively magazines. You you can be creative and make books, but I feel like this one is a bit more tailored to comic book artists or people who are putting together novels. Maybe I don't know. Because blurb was kind of like that. That 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 was uh, very broad, but at the same time, there were a lot of restrictions. And I, I thought, you know, I, I can't be spending money. I just I just want a print-on-demand service that I can use for my comics. Um, I I'm, I don't know if this this new comic I'm doing, the one, the one that I've mentioned a few times, because I, I I still don't know when, when I'm I'm going to bring that out. I mean, it's getting to the point where I, I probably have I can probably give myself a better idea of when it's likely to be completed. Um, so maybe that will go up on Lulu. I, I may spend some time uploading the old new stuff comics um, one by one. Could take a little while, but uh, it it would probably be worth doing. So yeah, and so yeah, Lulu looks a little bit better than MagCloud, a little bit a little bit better than Blurb. So it's probably the uh, the better option altogether, hopefully. What's red and smells like blue paint? Red paint. Yep, now you're getting it. Well, the time has very nearly come for me to send you all on your merry way. I say that every week. Uh, I must try and think of something original so that this doesn't just sound like the same old ending. This is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to make sure that each episode has a fairly original ending. I feel like this is a good opportunity to say anything that I forgot to say um, in the uh, previous segments. I'm not really sure if I can think of much, really. Uh, let's see, I talked about uh, Pippi on the Run, The Tick, um, The Nostalgia Critic, and Lulu.com, uh, which I have just found out um, does require you to buy the first copy of whichever book you're publishing. So it is very similar to Blurb. In fact, I'm starting to think that maybe MagCloud is the better option. I don't know, I might try and... and uh, maybe one of the projects that I do next year 
um, I, I might try and tailor it for um, Lulu's requirements because um, I, I think I'm, I'm going to want to see what their service is like and um, what the finished product will be like if I'm using that as the platform. But yeah, it's highly unlikely that I will be selling issues of my comics via that website if it means I have to actually pay money because I can't really afford to do that. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, it's going to be like that. I, I'm still very much a hobby artist, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, I can't say that I'm any anything more interesting than that. <laughs> Yeah, so that's pretty much it. I think I think I've said everything that's on my mind uh, for this week. So yeah, uh, don't forget there is the com the comic book club here in Southampton on the third Thursday of every month. Uh, I still don't know exactly where the next one's going to be. I will find out. Um, hang on, when, when's this one going to go? It's going to go up on the tenth, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's the tenth. I'm just going to pretend that it's the tenth right now. And I'm recording this. Oh, so sorry. Um, yeah, so I think uh, hopefully I'll be able to find out. Uh, actually, no, we, we would have had the uh, comic book club. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the 15th that the, the next club is. Never mind. Um, it's from 7 pm to 10 pm. Uh, they, they have a Facebook page, so you'll be able to find updates there. Uh, that's the comic book club, Southampton. On Facebook. Yeah, uh, my website is www.belugatoons.com. That was it, yeah. Uh, my Redbubble store is belugatoons.redbubble.com. My Twitter is at belugatoons and also at belugatoonspod. And that's B E L U G A T O N S. Hey, you didn't think I was going to remember, did you? Yeah. <laughs> Just, just, uh, just, just suddenly hit me. <laughs> uh, this podcast is available on iTunes, Stitcher, Acast, Deezer, and SoundCloud. Yep, all of those. Take your pick. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's it for this week. So yeah, thanks very much for listening. Take care, everybody, and. Bye-bye.